I'm excited to bring you guys today's interview with Dr. Joyce Kong. She's a cosmetic dentist out of Costa Mesa, California, and really a pioneer in the world of medical influencers. You may know her by her Instagram name, Joyce the Dentist, where she provides dental information and easy-to-understand video explanations, posts, and stories. We talked about all things social media and how she uses the platform to bring patients into her office, as well as the virtual smile consult service that she offers to prospective patients. Technology and medicine are becoming increasingly intertwined, and Dr. Kong provides a great perspective on how you can incorporate social media into your practice going forward. So some really great and relevant tips, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. Welcome to the White Coat Academy podcast, your source for all things personal and professional development as a new healthcare provider. Join me, Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, as we navigate the challenges young doctors face in treating patients today and work to better ourselves beyond our clinical care. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We have an awesome guest with us today, Dr. Joyce Kong. Hi, Emily. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so as you guys know, uh, Dr. Joyce is also known as Joyce the Dentist on Instagram. Um, and because of that, she has really been able to propel her career in multiple ways. I think social media is getting to be increasingly popular with the healthcare field, but I would consider you kind of one of the early adopters of uh, that whole technique and method. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into using social media for your practice? Sure. Yeah, I think that it is getting really popular and it's sort of going in a different direction than when I originally first started. Like there really weren't dental influencers (laughs) or (laughs) medical influencers, but it's, it's started to become a thing. But when I first started, it was back in 2018. I was about four years into owning my dental practice. And um, with all things, when you own a business, you start to have these platforms that you need to have in order to be in business. Like having a website is very essential. Having a Yelp page, it's like endless. And I noticed that doctors were starting to put their businesses on Instagram too. And I didn't even really know what Instagram was at the time. I didn't even know what a hashtag was, but I just signed up for an account and put it up there. The trouble with Instagram that I came across is that it's a dynamic platform rather than just a website. So like with the website, I spent time into building it and then it just sort of sat there and um, lived on its own. But with Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I post? What do I post? And when it came down to figuring out what to post, um, that's where I started to realize like the direction that I wanted to go in with the Instagram. And it just organically became like a thing, the the thing it is today. I didn't really have a direction when I first started. But did you start out thinking of it as a marketing tool or was it more just for fun? Um, I didn't even think of it as being fun or, or, a marketing tool even I just did it just to do it sometimes when you when you first start owning a business you do things just because you see other people doing those things and the funny thing about Instagram at that time was there were a lot of dentists that were just like 
putting generic content up. And so um, that's what I saw that all the other dentists were doing. And I, and I didn't want to waste my time putting up that kind of content online because I felt like it was a waste of time. Because I, I was like, who's going to click on these things? Like, it's almost, it's, it's better time to spend somewhere else than to post generic content on Instagram. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the things that is kind of unique about you, especially, you know, a couple years ago when you started, is that your page is about you as the dentist, as the doctor, rather than a page for your practice. So um, was that intentional or? Yeah, um, <laughs> I went I went back and forth between whether I should make it my practice name or my name. And um, now, like I always recommend people do themselves because I think it's easier to grow on the platform and connect with other people when you're representing yourself as a person rather than a company. Yeah, I think one of the things about that is that it kind of lets people get to know you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think especially in dentistry, a lot of times people don't really know how good of a dentist you may be and they don't you know understand the nitty-gritty of the procedures that you're doing um so I think a lot of times people go to providers that they like like you know someone that they feel like is a friend at least at first you know when they don't know anything um and that's something that you do really well on your platform I think you have a good balance of showing things from your personal life and more professional stuff um so how do you kind of decide where your limit is in terms of what to post? <laughs> um, well, thank you. And it's been ever evolving how much I share. Um, I think I do try to keep a lot of my content more dental, but I've made it a point and I still think I'm one of the only dentists that do this is that I don't have any pictures of teeth on my Instagram. <laughs> and I think that's why people are so intrigued to see how I can bring patients into practice without showing any dentistry on my my Instagram feed, which a lot of dentists show teeth on their Instagram feed. And I really wanted to grow mine without doing that because I think um, <clears throat> there are so many other ways to present as doctors. And it's just like this whole no like trust factor. People start to, people don't like things that they don't understand. And especially with dentistry, people don't really like dentists (laughs) to begin with they don't like teeth and so to become familiar to them first and then introduce kind of like spoon feed them dentistry in a way that they don't realize they're getting dental information is the way that I've um, structured my Instagram it's kind of like feeding broccoli to a to a kid (laughs) you have to disguise the broccoli in like mac and cheese or you have to find ways to feed the information you want other people to read um, in a way that they don't realize they're getting it so being becoming more familiar is definitely one of the perks of Instagram yeah I think that's a really good point so I know your practice is kind of like more on the small boutique side Would you say that Instagram is your main source for getting new patients at this point? It's a major part of how I get patients, um, but it's definitely an ecosystem. I don't do a ton of advertising 
but I do um, a little bit of Yelp. I'll once in a while do like a flyer to hit a different demographic. And then most of my patients do come through Instagram. So I would say around like 70, 75% of my patients come through Instagram or have been connected in some way through Instagram because Instagram is kind of like my business card these days. My patients who follow me on Instagram, they just give my Instagram handle to their friends. And that's sort of how um, my business grows so fast. And um, Instagram has been a really great way of showcasing how my practice is different because people like to commoditize um, medicine or most like dentistry. They think fillings are fillings, um, crowns are crowns. Like why would somebody charge more for a certain thing? But to really be able to use a platform to show why you're different and what coming to a practice like mine is how it's, that's different than going to maybe like a larger, faster paced practice where you don't get as much individual attention. Um, it's, I think that's very attractive to people and being able to meet the doctor first is very attractive as well. Yeah, do you notice like a difference in the types of patients that you do get from Instagram versus patients from other sources? Yes, mostly women. Um, you know, whenever you get women, you always get like the boyfriend. <laughs> uh, and then <clears throat> the types of people are mostly in their 30s to 40s. And that's how that's my target audience is people who are similar to me who likes certain things um, like maybe they'll pay a little more for organic food. <laughs> um, they like beauty products and it's, it's like the types of people who are, would be attracted to me are the types of people who come to my practice. And when they come to my practice, they already sort of trust me because they see, they already feel like they know me. And so um, it's a specific type of person definitely, but also, with them comes many other types of people. Yeah. So, you know, what kind of advice would you have for maybe a younger doctor who's looking to get into social media to help grow their practice? I actually did a YouTube video on this um, about doctors in school or doctor, like future doctors starting Instagram. Is there a place for them? And I do think it's great to start growing an Instagram. Um, or get your feet wet. I think there's a blurry line when it comes to sharing like actual facts on teeth and um, you can always share oral hygiene tips, but it's very, very blurry. You have to definitely show up as a student and be very upfront about that because I find that a lot of people are pretending like they're doctors already and they're not. Mm. Um, and that actually is very controversial. But I think the good thing about starting Instagram is starting to understand why it's such a powerful platform. And right now it's Instagram, but in the future, it may be something different. It's, um, it's an exercise though, so that you can start to realize why sharing your journey, which is what I think a lot of people think is not important, why sharing your journey can help you uh, connect to so many different people and will eventually help you to grow your business. Yeah, I feel like it seems to me, at least in the most, you know, recent 
about a year or so, I feel like there's really been a push on Instagram in terms of just like sharing who you are as a person that has been attracting people across, you know, all industries, not just, you know, looking for a dentist or a healthcare provider. I think people have been drawn to like authenticity. um, And that is what's something that Instagram allows you to do. Um, Kind of with that, though, how do you, like we mentioned before, you know, medical influencers are really gaining traction and it's kind of become its own little world. Um, How do you transition from maybe just attracting other doctors or residents um, to actually getting patients to find your page? That's the most important question of all, right? (laughs) It's like, that's the whole point of being on Instagram. And um, I'm actually making a course on how to grow your social media to attract patients because I find that dentists are just like following other dentists and they're doing what dentists are doing, other, they see other dentists doing, and they don't really realize that everything we put out needs to be strategic. I think this platform is so foreign to any doctor because they don't teach the stuff in, well, they didn't teach the stuff in dental school at the time. So we're like scrambling to just post things, just to post things, but we need to be incredibly strategic about what we post. Yes, I'm sharing my life, but I go through a checklist every time I post something of who would read this, um, who my ideal patient is. So I have a very ideal patient in mind. I kind of mentioned some of the things that I would have in an ideal patient. It's like 35 to 40 years old, female, okay, like, okay, with a little bit of Botox and filler, would pay more for organic, probably drives a Tesla or a Range Rover, wears Lululemons, um, you know, shops at Revolve. That is the type of person that I would attract to my practice. And those are the types of people who are coming to my practice. But in doing that, and being really strategic, you obviously attract a lot of other doctors and people who are wanting to see what you're doing. My Instagram is interesting because I find that I post something and I track who's looking at my things. Like I track who's watching my stories. I track who's who's liking and engaging with me. And I know that there are a lot of dentists who are following me just to see what I'm doing. They don't mm. support me. <laughs> they don't like my stuff. They don't interact with me. They're just kind of like watching to see what I do. And that's okay. You'll attract tons of people who um, you're not trying to attract necessarily. Um, But everything that you post, you need to like backtrace and then put out the things that you, for the people that you want to attract. Does that make sense? Did I say that in a totally roundabout way? No, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) You're always posting with your ideal follower in mind. And then anybody else who's there is just there. Yeah. And then it's a nice mix of like, you want to keep it fun, but you also want to remember that this is part of growing your business. And I think that um, a lot of people come to my page and they think I'm just doing these things for fun, but there's a lot of strategy behind why I'm posting the things that I'm posting and who I'm meaning to attract with those posts. These days, because we're not working because of coronavirus, I'm actually like a little bit more liberal about what I post. (laughs) But um, my rule of thumb is like anything that goes on your feed 
it should present you in a certain way so that anytime someone comes and audits your Instagram page, like a potential patient, you're somebody that they want to come see. Whereas with your story, you can drink wine, you can talk about all the mistakes that you've made in life um, in a more candid, candid way. Right, just because it's not going to be there forever. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and people love the stories. I think the stories are such an important part too, um, to make to help people realize that you are like a real person who's not super, super polished. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like you kind of have, you know, your system somewhat down, you know, obviously it's an evolving platform, but are there any mistakes that you made kind of in the beginning that you would recommend people avoid? Hmm. In the beginning, no, I think it's hard to say that there were mistakes because I, I started it when it was, um, so when it wasn't popular, Mm -hmm. as popular as it is now. So everything that I did was like really just organic. I look back on like the videos that I did in the beginning, the quality of the lighting and the photos. And I, I, I'm always like, man, I could make that so much better these days. But I also really treasure those photos and videos because they they were made with no like intention. Right. You know, nowadays, I know how to grow. I know what it takes and it's very strategic. But at that time, I was just posting to post and it was like a very raw, raw organic um it's just raw organic content. And I kind of like miss that about Instagram. Yeah. Kind of going off of that. What do you think about like quality versus quantity of posts? Because I know there's the whole juggle with the algorithm and you want to stay, you know, posting frequently, but it can be a lot of effort and time to make, Mm -hmm. you know, really good quality posts. Yeah. It, and it can definitely strip the joy from what you're doing because it becomes a chore or a job. And that's something that I struggled with too, because um, I got to a point where I was just posting once a week and even just trying to post that once a week, it was hard for me to sit down because we're not always creative and we don't always have things to talk about. And not only that, getting the actual like photo is not always the easiest because yeah. we're busy working or whatever you're doing, like studying, working you're not um, always producing content like, like it's your job. It's, but Instagram is very, very time heavy. Like it takes a lot of effort and time. I think when you're in the growth phase, you should be posting more if your goal is to grow the Instagram. And it's just because it's what is necessary to grow. Um, I think it's also important to keep in mind that you don't want to just post like random things because you can always go back and archive them. But like, I see a lot of pictures that are ugly and dimly lit and like, no one's going to actually click on it. I think that the things that you put out should represent you and should be well thought out to some degree. And I always choose, I always choose that over posting just to post because ultimately you're not just trying to grow your Instagram account by the number of followers, you're growing a brand and people come to expect a certain level of quality from you. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a good point. And like you said, you know, when someone goes and looks at your feed, you want it to be a good representation of 
who you are. So I think definitely the feed posts, it seems like you want those to be more, you know, curated and more perfected rather than the stories, right? Yeah. And even I think a lot of posts that do well are not um, the perfect like photo shoot picture anymore. But even the ones that you do that are not the perfect ones, like have good lighting, (laughs) have good lighting. It makes such a big difference. Um, If you're going to write, like for me, it takes a long time to sit down and write the post. If I sit down and write the post and I spent like two hours on it, I need to make sure that photo is good. Otherwise, no one's going to read the post. Right. So I know you mentioned before briefly, like right now it's Instagram, but it may not be in the future. Um, and kind of TikTok is what's on everyone's radar right now. Do you think that that is the next thing or maybe just fun now that we're all, you know, quarantining? <laughs> I think it's both. Um, TikTok is fun. I'm on TikTok too. Yeah. And uh, the reason I said that is because I think that there's with every platform, there's an exercise of trying to figure out the audience. With Instagram, you can't just go from Instagram to TikTok. That's what I found for a lot of influencers who have lots of followers on Instagram. They don't just go to TikTok and immediately blow up. It's obviously easier because we have an audience, but TikTok is all about figuring out what's the next generation behind you, the way they think. And it's always important to figure out the way different generations think because when you become a doctor, you are working with every generation. Yeah, I think the TikTok is more of like the generation teens and that kind of thing. Um, but it does seem to be gaining traction with older people right now because I think we're all a little bored. So yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll it be interesting to see how that carries on, you know, once things get to be more normal, if all these people that are now joining TikTok will continue to be on TikTok or not. But I think it's definitely a platform to watch, it seems like. Yeah, I agree. I think um, everyone is moving to TikTok and a little bit bored of Instagram. That's that's my feeling. But I still think that as far as for your business, Instagram is going to still be very important. So kind of another avenue that you've taken with the whole um, social media and, you know, kind of virtual healthcare is your virtual smile console um, business or part of your practice. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I do virtual smile consults. So basically my practice is a restorative and cosmetic practice. And this allows people to just send me a selfie and then I'll record them a consultation, like a personalized one, analyzing their mouth, their teeth, their wants, and then let them know options based on what they want. Like for instance, if they say, I don't like this big gap and I wanna know my options, I'll let them know like you can do X, Y, Z and it's gonna cost you this much to do each of those um, different options. And it'll also be this amount of appointments. That way they, figure out all the logistics before they come in and see you. It's been really good for my practice. And I think a lot of dentists were hesitant to jump on with virtual platforms because you're doing it for free. But um, that's the whole mindset shift that comes with social media is in the past, I think doctors always expected people to come to them and for people just to automatically respect them and take their word for what it is. What's happening, the shift in this space is us showing up as um, doctors and providing value. That's really the shift in in thought that I think um, 
how do I say it? It's, it's that patients are interested in. That's attracting millennials. It's attracting because people want to know what, know their doctor and they want to, they want to know that their doctor cares about them and is willing to go that like little extra mile to be there for them. And a lot of my patients follow me on Instagram. And so like they'll text, they'll message me and be like, Hey, what toothpaste should I buy? And I'll be like, this one, you should buy this one. <laughs> it's that's unparalleled service, I think. And I think a lot of older doctors, it's just very untraditional. They don't like it. They don't, they like to have that little like barrier, like try to get in contact with your doctor. It's impossible. But these days, the doctors who win are the ones that are providing value. Yeah. I think another thing too, is that, you know, the generation of young adults now have kind of grown up with at least some level of technology and social media, even if it was, you know, like from high school days on. Um, So we see it as more, normal I think than maybe some of the older doctors and kind of appreciate um you know the technology and understand it I know some (laughs) some of the older doctors are still struggling with technology sometimes um so do you think that you know we're going to continue to see more virtual care or remote doctor visits in the future yeah like even with what happened with COVID now everybody is trying to do like teledentistry, telemedicine. And I, I'm going to do a post on this, but I kind of want to say like, it didn't take a pandemic for you to realize that this has always been there. Like I've been doing this and you guys didn't want to jump on board. I'm not going to say that obviously, (laughs) but people didn't really believe in it. And now that this has happened, you know, it's not the hardest thing to start. You just have to put in the time and you have to realize that it's important and shift your way of thinking so that you can connect with potential patients. Yeah, I think, you know, this is another thing that we're definitely going to see coming out of, you know, the whole pandemic is an increase in the um, virtual delivery of care. I think, like you said, it's not that people didn't, you know, know what was out there. It's just that forcing offices to close kind of forced doctors to put those systems in place. Um, Whereas Mm -hmm. before, you know, they were like, oh yeah, you know, that's something that we could maybe consider doing down the road. Um, So it will be interesting to see how that affects um, healthcare going forward for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, you know, I think you shared a lot of great information for us and I will definitely, um, let everybody know when you come out with your course. Um, that's ah, awesome. Um, but we really appreciate you being here today and hope that uh, you stay safe during this time. Thanks for having me. Hopefully yeah. it's uh, good information for people. Oh, definitely. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and got some great tips about how to use social media in your current or future practice. I think another one of the reasons that Dr. Kong has been able to be so successful is that her target patient are heavy users of Instagram, but we're seeing so many different types of people on social media now that I really think you can have success as long as you are posting, like she said, with your ideal demographic in mind. If you want to support the podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review and share it with your friends so that we can help out more young doctors. If you're looking for more daily content, you can follow us over on Instagram at the White Coat Academy.
All right, I'll see you guys in the next one.